Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast and the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam, Sam Dracula, if you want to be formal with it. I am a Hornets fan doing a Hornets podcast in the offseason, so who better to talk to than Rod Boone from Sports Illustrated. He's sportsillustrated.com's Hornets writer. He's been on the podcast a few times, been on my uh, YouTube channel a few times. Very excited to speak with Rod. Always a good time, always good insight from him. Um, we're going to talk about potential departures, areas of improvement, given it's the offseason for the Hornets, and goals for next year. Um, like what the front office has in mind as they look to rebuild and retool and reload for next year, you know? Because again, I'm going to say this a lot. The Hornets cannot allow what happened against Indiana in that playing game to happen again. They cannot allow that to happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Before Rod joins me, I want to say thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast. We got the NBA popping off right now. These finals are so much fun. If you want to get involved with any baseball marquee matchups, the finals, prop bets, feature bets, Bet Online has everything. They have all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. So before the next tip off or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So hey Rod, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing today? Not too bad, not too bad. Thank you so much for for joining me on the podcast once again. No problem, Sam. Thanks for having me, buddy. And thank you, thank you. So um yeah, I'm curious before we get into the Hornets talk about um your experience covering this team virtually. Cuz we went through obviously we had in 2020, everything was shut down, the restart, uh, the bubble, and then this very short off season, and then we had no fans, and then some fans. For you covering this team, how has that, how's this past year been covering the team, and how is it affecting kind of your coverage of the off season with the pre-draft workouts going on now? Well, it's definitely been uh, different, uh, of course. I mean, since the pandemic, um, you know, we've been doing essentially. Um, interviews via Zoom. Um, it's like we're doing, obviously, you know, uh, most people right work, they're doing work stuff now via Zoom, yeah. so we're no different. But it's just, it for us, um, who've been doing this for a long, long time, um, we know our best stories, our best um, information comes via interaction with people. And when you're not able to interact with a player, um, you know, staff members, um, you know, just whoever, um, it just makes it a little bit less, um, uh, I guess, right word. It, it's not as, 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 the product is not as, as quality. You want the same kind of quality that you would normally have if you were having, a, um, you know, one-on-one interviews or just, just being able to kind of talk to people just as normal human beings. Um, but via Zoom, it's everybody is on the same call. So whatever answers um, I would get from a player or whatever answers somebody else got from a player they're being shared via everybody whereas if you were able to you know go work a pre-game locker room or a post-game locker room um it's different like that so to me that was the most challenging part was finding unique angles um that nobody else can kind of come up with 
Um, and that kind of made it a little bit difficult to, um, you know, to give, again, give people quality coverage that they can get anywhere else. And then pivoting towards like the, the Hornets side of things and just like on the court, I guess the, the season ended in uh, I'd say a disappointing way against the Pacers in the playing game. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, I guess, what the Hornets, like high level, what the Hornets need to do this off season to either get back to where they were or to make sure what happened at the, you know, second half really of last year doesn't happen again. Well, I guess there's really just two things. Um, the first thing is just, they need a little more luck um, in terms of not having guys injured. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty much their downfall. Um, if you remember, they were around, I think they were, they were as high as the number four seed um, at some point during the season, right before LaMelo and right before Gordon Haywood got hurt. And I don't care, um, you know, what team you are. When you have two, you know, really good players uh, go down like that um, and you count on them each night, night in and night out and you have pretty much games coming every other day, um, it was tough for the Hornets to kind of keep their head above water. They did a good job, for the most part, treading water, but then toward the end of the season, they just ran out of gas. Um, it was difficult for them to kind of um, keep up other teams, stamina-wise, they be in the games but in the fourth quarter. Somehow they couldn't pull it out, which is opposite of what they were doing early on in the year when they were pulling these games out and being one of the best clutch teams in the NBA. So it was a quite difficult finish for them. And, you know, Miles Bridges um, being in COVID protocols, um, you know, for a week and change didn't help either because at that point they were fighting for, you know, the eighth playoff spot. Um, so the Hornets had a good season, but the way it ended, um, you definitely want to make sure you take that leap this season coming up. And the second part of that is to have a good off season, this off season. Um, you have to find a way to make your team even better than it was this past year. We know that, you know, it all depends on what Mr. Kupchik wants to do in terms of his roster upgrades and who's available via trades and things of that nature. But the owners have to find a way to keep improving their roster because you don't want to, um, you know, you want to take advantage of, of LaMelo balls and, and Gordon Haywood's, you know, prime years, man. You want, you don't want to waste that kind of stuff. So the Hornets have a really big task this offseason to kind of go out there and find a way to improve the team again, like they did this past offseason. Yes. And I want to follow up on something you mentioned, because it's something I'm curious about. It was a very weird year for everybody involved. Obviously, uh, shortened season players were, were having um, were getting tested and at any point of the day, maybe throwing off the routines. A very you know, also concerned about breaking rules and potentially missing games because of protocol reasons, like a lot of other factors going into last season, coming up to this upcoming season. I don't know how many of those factors will still remain, but what we do know is that there'll be 10 more games. Um, I think over a longer period of time, like normal, is that right? And what, what do you, what do you make of the Hornets? Because we saw, you know, mentioned they ran out of gas in a 72 game season. They got to worry about 82 games next year, right? They do. Um, but I think the thing that will help them is having more recovery time. Yeah. Talking to the players, especially Devontae Graham, you know, was banged up pretty much all year. He was saying how, you know, obviously in years past, the first couple of years in the league for him, um, it was typical where, you know, yeah, you may have back-to-backs or, you know, a three and four situation where you play three games and four nights, but you also had periods where you had at least two days off in between the game. There was times you had three or four days off in between the game every now and then um, to kind of give you a break coming back from a road trip or something like that. So um, I think that will help out a lot because it's the schedule was so condensed 
that I don't care how great a shape you're in, um, you know, what kind of player you, you are, just waste so many injuries. Uh, you just have to have time for your body to recover as an athlete. And when you don't have recovery time, it's only natural that at some point it's just going to come back to bite you, so to speak. So the owners have to just hope that having a normal schedule will help them out going to next season. And so that brings us to the off season where it's a, a normal quote unquote off season. All the, all the things are in place that weren't necessarily around last year. You know, the draft is at a normal time. There'll be a summer league, uh, a full training camp, et cetera. Uh, so right now we're in the pre-draft workout stages. And uh, is anything jumping out at you just from your experience about, or is anything you're picking up from the players the Hornets have chosen to bring in to Charlotte? For the workouts? Not necessarily just yet. I was not not at the moment because with the pre-draft process, you're trying to essentially um, not only bring in players who you would t- take a look at for your first round pick, but mm-hmm. you really want to look at second round draft pick guys, maybe guys you may bring in as potential um, pre-agents who can play for you in summer league and maybe be a two-way player um, for your D-League team in Greensboro. So to me, it's what they're doing right now is trying to sift through some of the talent um, to kind of see – who may be able to kind of stick around um, and they can help develop. But they also obviously look at first round draft picks and the guys they, they bought in so far been interesting, kind of a, a different mix. You know, they've had a couple of big guys, uh, you know, a couple of wing players, a couple of guards, but it's just, they're looking at a big variety because th- to me at number 11, you're not really sure what you're going to get mm-hmm. uh, in terms of who's going to fall where. Uh, somebody could always jump up ahead of you in the draft top 10 and pluck up their guy. Um, somebody could, you know, maybe take a player you want to expect them to take ahead of you. So when you're around with a Hornets at round number 11, it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly who they will get. But I would think it's going to be somebody who can help them uh, scoring-wise. You know, last year they drafted a couple of big guys, you know, Vernon Carey Jr., um, you know, Big Nick. They got those guys coming in. But to me, I'm not sure if you want to draft another big man because you have to still find ways to develop those guys as well. So would that be the case? That means you probably want to get maybe a wing player, type of three and D guy, or somebody who can play more than one position. Um, that way he, he can move around the floor for you. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint who exactly they will bring in, um, you know, the, the next couple of weeks here in terms of figuring out each spot. But if you're a Hornets fan, you got to trust what Mitch Kupchak has done so far because Kupchak has drafted really, really well. Um, so I would think that what they're going through this process uh, so far next week or two will kind of go along with determining exactly which which direction they go, um, you know, come dra- draft night. I'm glad you said that because the Hornets, yeah, they, they, they could use help everywhere, especially like you think about the backcourt where you have Devontae Malik, uh, Lamelo, and Terry. Well, there's questions about whether or not the Hornets can bring back both Malik and uh, Devonte Terry's a free agent at the end of the year. If a couple of things happen, all of a sudden an area of strength becomes an area of an area of weakness. So, a guard at eleven could be very useful for the club. Absolutely, um, it definitely could be useful because when you look at you said when you look at things right now, um, depth wise, you're good in, in, in the backcourt. But you mentioned you know obviously you have a couple of guys who who could determine their fate and may want to go elsewhere. And Devontae Graham really told me he wants to be here. And then Terry Rozier, as you said, after the season, if, they, if he stays around for the whole year, be a free agent. So you might have to kind of figure out, okay, who do I have to groom 
behind these guys, maybe think about that. So that could be a definite possibility. You know, you, you see a couple of, um, you know, different um, draft boards and different uh, places, um, you know, trying to have the Hornets pick up certain guys. And, you know, it's, it's really, again, tough to tell who, which direction they'll go. But I definitely do think that guard is a real possibility because they have to figure out a way to um, improve their, 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 not just their, their, their guard debt, but just their shooting. Um, mm-hmm. At times, they're really good shooting teams, but when they have the bench come in and the stars kind of go out, they didn't have the same kind of oomph behind the three-point line. So to me, that would be a way to try to go is, is to, to find somebody who can help stretch the defense from the wing position. If you have a, a, you know, a guard as well who's there and who's a better fit, then by all means. Um, but I'm kind of just wait and see how it shakes out, man. Yeah, and, you know, the Hornets can – they're in a good spot where they could take best player available and just see what free agency has to offer. They'll have some cap space to play with, correct? Um, trade market is iffy. You never really know what can – crazy like crazy things can happen any moment in the trade market. So a lot of possibilities. So, like, I guess the Hornets fans who are really desperate for a new center to come through, it's not over at the draft. There's still plenty of time for the rest of the year. And I, I don't know, have you heard anything about, like, Zeller or Biz potentially coming back or, or not? I have not. And, you know, I, I do know that, um, you know, talking to those guys after the season was over, they obviously both wouldn't mind being back but like anything else. You know, it, mm-hmm. it breaks down to where the Hornets feel like their their best fit is. I mean, with LaMelo, it's time for them now to find players to fit around him. Now that you, now that you have your your your, your potential um you know, a franchise player who you want to build around for years to come, you want to find players that fit what he does best. So you want to find big guys who have good hands. You want to find big guys who are good pick and roll players. You want to find big guys who um, can stretch the defense and can take his men outside, therefore giving LaMelo and other guards room to operate. You know, Miles Bridges give him more room to drive to the basket. You want to find players that um, will help that out. So to me, I'm not sure Biz or Cody really help in that regard. Um, could they be fallback options if you know things don't go well for the Hornets? Um, absolutely. But I think if you're trying to get to that next step and turn the page here, turn the corner to find uh, players that are going to you know be around for more than just a year or two, it might be best to kind of go a different route, kind of see what you can figure out as center besides Cody Zeller or Bismack Biyombo. Gotcha. I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, so do you feel if there's a – the Hornets trying to – well, it's a two-part question, I guess. Do you feel like there's a sense of urgency with the Hornets front office right now? I say that because Kupchak talked about making the playoffs last year, um, especially after the Hayward signing. Borrego's contract is nearing an end. Um, and then, like, how the Hornets are kind of trying to balance the short, short-term and long-term success uh, this offseason. So, like, do you, is there a sense of urgency now, or do you feel like the Hornets are like, listen, we're not going to try to cash in too soon, but still keep an eye out in the short-term and the long-term? I think it's somewhere in the middle. And I think we'll really get a good idea where they're leaning um, come draft night. Because if they make a deal before the draft – uh, where they're trading their first-round pick at number 11 um, to somebody else to get a potential player in here, do we know what they're thinking. If, if it comes out where they draft somebody like a Josh Giddy or Franz Wagner, you know, these guys who are from overseas, um, that may tell you right there as well that they're thinking, okay, well, 
maybe we another year or so away from really doing something. So we want to get a player or two develop that way next season. We have even more depth at positions that we feel are strength right now. So we'll know a lot um, to me come draft night. But I think there's somewhere in between to answer your question in terms of where they're at right now. They obviously don't want to take a leap too far because they've been really um, systematic so far to what they're doing to build this thing back up after, you know, being, um, you know, capped out for a couple of years and having to kind of break it all down. So I think they want to obviously improve. That's a given, but it's at what price do you improve? You know, because the Hornets still know that their best, um, you know, their, their best thing for the most part is going to be to hold on to their assets to be able to either flip them or use them for future use. Because when you are a small market team, you don't necessarily have, um, you know, players coming, you know, knocking your door down to come play here in Charlotte. So maybe with LaMelo Ball being here now, even Gordon Haywood, that may change. But the Hornets definitely are somewhere in between where they want to definitely improve, but you want to also make sure you aren't giving up too much assets and mortgaging your future just to kind of get a player who may help you for a year or two. So I think they'll find that good balance because Mitch Kupchak has been pretty he's again, he's been pretty on point what he's done so far. Mm-hmm. So to me, we'll have a really, really good idea on draft night, just where they feel they're at philosophically. Oh yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm weirdly more excited about this than last year. Because there's, there's more variables at stake. The draft can go in a million different directions. Being at 11 versus three, we kind of knew. Like Hornets will end up with somebody, one of those three guys. We knew that. Um, it's a little different this year, but it um. is. Um, but the thing <laughs> is, you know, we, we also have stuff condensed. You mentioned, you know, essentially the calendar is for the NBA is kind of pushed back by about a month. You know, the, the draft will be in this month. We'll have summer league next month. Uh, free agency coming up next month in August. So. We're about a month behind um, normal calendar. So uh, while fans usually right now are kind of excited about, oh, um, so-and-so is going to this team, like give it a couple more weeks and it will get really crazy because I think there are a lot of teams out there who saw what the the Suns did, um, saw what teams in the East like the Knicks did. The Hawks. um, Hawks, you know what I mean? Uh, To kind of just take a huge step this season. So they're going to say, well, why can that be us? So I think this offseason will be very, very interesting and maybe even crazy to figure out who goes where because there's so many teams thinking, hey, I'm probably one or two players away from being a playoff team. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's what makes – it's why the NBA is a 12-month sport, a 12-month out of the year sport, you know, a lot of fun to be had all the Absolutely. time. Hey, Absolutely. Rod, Rod, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Believe in the Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. We'll catch you next week. Stay safe out there and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.